0: today's episode we're talking about our return to school. Hey everyone, welcome to the Papa y Fatigue podcast, the podcast for dads by dads. So my family is gearing up to head back to school and Jim's already started. And so we thought we'd take this time to check in and see how things are going. But first, here's my deal. I'm Dave. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son.
1: I'm Jim. I've got two daughters, five and eight.
0: So, Jim, let's kick this off and just maybe talk a little bit about how the summer went. You know, if you had any travel or events, any big activities. And I'm particularly curious now that school has started for you if you had a summer schedule that the kids then had to adjust to when they went back to school.
1: Schedule in summertime. That was uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, As far as uh, summer events, so you know I was reflecting on this for two years ago. We had um, we had the younger one in a in a daycare uh, that was near our house. That was pretty easy. And then the older one was going to summer camps, and we had you know a couple of two week camps, other than one week camps. So the summer was pretty busy. And then obviously last summer, meaning two summers ago, with uh, uh, with COVID, um, we just had him in a daycare and what's great is that it keeps them entertained and, and it's somebody else who's given them activities and attention and things like that. So, because I mean, I get, I mean, I get, I get overwhelmed and they get bored and, you know, sooner or later they're just going to watch TV. So, anyhow, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have summer camps last year. We had a couple of summer camps this year, uh, but towards about the middle or the end of the summer, we pulled them from the camps because the, the school's criteria was that anybody who's exposed to somebody who has the, has COVID. i'm calling it delta now anyone who's got delta uh has to quarantine for 10 days and so we got to a place where it was dangerous if they had been exposed then they would have missed the first Mm, day of school yeah so we pulled them from camp which meant that i was doing a a lot of hanging out with them during the day and it was kind of like my summers growing up which is (laughs) you know sleeping in watching some tv you know playing outside and it was uh, it was much more unstructured than it was before but anyhow as far as other things that went on the summer we did a camping trip that was uh, our second year in a row doing the camping trip with the girls and they they really enjoy it and we had uh, some family come up and spend a couple of days with us too so we had uh, we got to visit with family and have some outdoor time and uh, and, a, and a vacation you know I lock up my phone and just really try to unplug and it was very pleasant Uh, The big event is that we we moved this summer, and I've done a really good job of not complaining about it because it's not like anybody (laughs) likes to move, but it's been a big deal. And, you know, getting everything out of the other place, and, you know, as we've still got boxes. Most of it's been pushed into the garage, but um, not only just the the logistical move, uh, but psychologically, you know, getting to a new community, meeting our neighbors, uh, everything's new the first time. Um, it's also a very different community. We were, we're now in the suburbs before we were in a very urban environment and it's different, it's different culture, different kinds of relationships with, um, with shopkeepers, for example, there's a lot more small talk, which is, (laughs) which I mean, frankly, just, it took me a while to, to get comfortable with. It's, uh, it's much more, it's a lot more intimacy. It's a very strange thing. So anyway, that's most of what we did this summer, uh, camping, moving, and then some just kind of dull dead time because they weren't in camps. Yeah, which is pretty substantial.
0: Yeah, on our end, my in-laws were in town for a few weeks, maybe six weeks. They did travel, so they were here for a little while, then they traveled and they came back, and so they're kind of in and out. And uh, during that time, we we did go on some outdoor activities. We spent a, a few days a little bit further north, and so we did that. We actually have a camping trip coming up just for the weekend, actually just for a night coming up in a couple of weeks and um we so i had this in my in my head when we were sort of breaking for summer I'm like yeah we're going to have a little bit of organization and we'll do some math work and we'll do some projects <laughs> and yes it exactly that's exactly what happened right it's, 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 i don't even think it lasted a day like we we had a couple of books we you know cuz also I'm working so it's just there's not there's just not the time to sit down and be like, all right, let's, let's focus on this activity. So that, uh, that didn't even make it through a day, but I will say that uh, I did keep to a fairly normal bedtime routine. When the in-laws were in town, there was some stretching of that. Cause her cousin is, uh, I think he's 12 or 13. And, you know, so they come from Asia, so they don't get to see each other that often. I'm like, all right, that's, you know, like you can go to sleep at nine, nine 30. There were maybe a few 10 o'clock in there. Cause I still try and, You know, like to get the the bedtime reading in and everything. But once they left, it was sort of back to normal. And our standard routine is, sorry, you start brushing teeth and getting ready for bed about quarter to eight and then eight o'clock in bed and then a half hour reading. So we've managed to stick to that pretty well for the last couple of months. So when we go back to school this next week, we should be okay. I have been in my head sort of monitoring their wake up times to see if I'm going to have to start waking kids up early as we approach the beginning of school here, but they're waking up almost when I would normally wake them up for school. So I feel pretty good that they're not going to roll into the first day, just completely hungover. So I feel good about that. Do you have any back to school tradition? So as, as I said at the top, you're, you're, you guys are already back to school. Is there anything special that you guys do for the beginning of the school year?
1: My wife had been taking the girls for school shopping that was kind of an event for you know even when we were in um, in lockdown last year you know the week or two weeks before they'd go spend the day at the mall and you know get new clothes and things like that um, so that's kind of their tradition. We've got a sign that we you know a little uh, letterboard sign we can set up you know first day of school first day of first grade uh, kindergarten et etc and take some photos we had this is from earlier but we had we have the dress that my wife wore to our first day of kindergarten. And we've got oh. pictures of both of the girls <laughs> wearing the same dress for the first day of, uh, for, for the first day of their pre-K. So that's it's cute. really sweet. And in their school pictures, I think we had them in the same dress. So we've got So that was a nice kind of one-time tradition where they've got, they look, and, and they look surprisingly similar. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's not surprising being the daughters, but they look very much the like, it's very sweet.
0: Did you have growing up that whole first day picture thing? Cause it, it wasn't a thing when I grew up. And then all of a sudden when I became a parent, everyone's doing this and I'm like, is this a new thing or were my parents just negligent
1: when I was a kid? I don't remember doing it. I yeah. think it was, I think it's a kind of a new thing. Right, this is a new um, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can <laughs> imagine my parents pulling up to the curb, kicking us out.
0: Right. Get out. See ya. <laughs> right. You've been stuck. Summer's over. with. Right. We've been stuck with you all for the last three months. Get out of here now. It's yeah. time to go off and do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So, you know, with the kids going back, have you had this year or in, I guess, past years, any sort of challenges with that sort of readjustment to going back to
1: school? This year and maybe last year uh, a little bit, but certainly this year, the transition is much more abrupt. I think that uh, when they had been in a daycare program uh, and then they went to school and, you know, they were still getting up. I mean, we didn't have to be at the daycare at any certain time. We could, you know, we, we tried to get there between 8 or 8.30. Mm. But if we had to, we could call and be like, you know what, we're not going to get there until 9.30. It's, you know, it's not a big deal. But at least they had some structure and, then, and some rhythm and then that just rolled right into the school year. This year, like I said, we didn't have them in camps. And the last two or three weeks of, of summer were pretty unstructured. We got super lax with with bedtime, uh, several like ten o'clock nights, yeah. and you know it wasn't a big deal. They could sleep till nine thirty. Yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But you know, as as you were indicating, you got to get them in a rhythm before school starts. And my wife and I had the idea like a week before we're going to start, you know, getting up at seven o'clock right. And right, that, right. That, that, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So I think we did manage some earlier bedtimes in the last two or three days before, uh, before school started. But it was, um, but it was still, it, you know, it wasn't so rough the first day cause they were all jacked up with, you know, excitement and anxiety and all that. So they, they were up and ready to go the first day and even the second day, but by the third day it was kind of catching up to them. <laughs> it was back to a normal routine. Yeah. But it was, um, so that so the the transition from unstructured late time to more structured and having to get up was was a little bit more abrupt this year. In the past, um, you know, other than the usual first year first year jitters, uh, you know, starting off the school had been great. This year, we had some additional stuff just because the older one was starting a new school.
0: I'm curious how my son is going to adjust this year. He's been in daycare since he was six months old so always structured actually even our daycares have been fairly structured in terms of how the the day progresses and so this has been his first summer where he's had you know whatever two and a half months off to just sort of do whatever he wants and i i do find that when it comes to sort of the structure that we're trying to bring hey it's dinner time He's always like, I wanna play Lego. Well, you've been playing Lego literally for the last five hours. It's dinner time now. And so I'm curious if he's gonna struggle with going back to, again, that structured environment. But we've had, I guess, some challenges when the kids were younger in just this sort of standard readjusting to the school year. When we started in pre-K three with our daughter, she'd gone from a daycare to a new school. She actually made the transition very very well and the other sort of kids that had graduated with her from the daycare they all struggled for the first couple of months but our daughter adjusted very very well and then out of nowhere in October she just started freaking out not wanting to go to school which was kind of an interesting thing and so we talked to the teachers and we sort of worked some stuff out and, and and it lasted for a few weeks and then sort of as quickly as it had come up it it sort of went away and The same thing for our son. So when he started in pre-K four, he went through a rough patch at the beginning. He was pretty excited to go to his sister's school. And then maybe a couple weeks in, he just started to become pretty reticent about going in. The the mornings, it was just sort of pulling teeth to get him to change clothes and eat breakfast and trying to get him out the door. But the interesting thing was that when we dropped him off, everything was fine. He Mm -hmm. sort of mellowed out in the car. And I guess maybe he just... Uh, accepted that he was going to school. And it it was such a dramatic change that when we talked to the teacher, she said, we haven't seen any indications at all that he's like, she's like, I'm I'm frankly kind of shocked. that This is what's happening in the morning because when he, the minute he's, we see him in the morning, he's happy and he participates and there's no sign at all that he doesn't want to be there. Hmm. And uh, so we talked to her about kind of some of the things that we can do. And she suggested that we, draw up a calendar and then just buy some cheap stickers. And that every morning we sort of create a routine where he could pick a sticker and and put it down on that calendar day. And she felt that that would give him some sense of control, a little bit more control over just the morning routine. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to actually work. We we probably did that for a couple of months. And then we didn't have to do it anymore. But that one lasted a little bit longer. That one probably did last about a month or two. It was just sort of every morning it was a struggle to get him out but that that uh, strategy with the stickers did i think at least bring down the temperature a little bit that, that he wasn't quite as reticent and he was complaining less with that sort of piece in place so that that was kind of a nice thing and and certainly going to the teacher was a great way to sort of just get some ideas cuz i'd done some research and just a few other things but that that idea I think made the most sense for them.
1: It's funny how those simple sort of programs can make such a big deal. I mean, you know, just the sticker thing and how psychologically that smooths everything out.
0: Yeah, and, and certainly at that age, right, that's a lot of what they're trying to do is exert control over right. themselves and their bodies and their environments. And so just little things that give them that sense are helpful beyond what you might expect.
1: So we had a new deal this year uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we moved to a new community, and I was worried about the kids starting a new school. And the younger one, not so much. Uh, She's starting kindergarten. We, th- I mentioned that daycare. That daycare also functioned as a as a school pod early on in, in COVID. And what had happened is the some of the schools, some of the other schools opened up. Those kids left the the pod, and went back to school, and there were some younger kids that uh, their family moved away. So, for the last. I guess week or so it was just our two daughters that were going to the daycare and a big part of our sending the daycare was the social interaction and get them to hang out with some other people um so we we worked with that lady and we 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 stopped going there and we sent the younger one to another daycare and or another uh, preschool I guess and um she was and it was more you know rather than going to somebody's house and this lady that she knew since she was very young She was going to a real preschool, you know, where we went to this, this, uh, you know, we had pick up and drop off and she had the backpack. It was a a program that was very, you know, put a lot of responsibility on the kids. And she didn't have a problem at all. She, you know, was maybe a little bit tighter hug the first day, but she walked right in and never had a problem. She transitioned great. So just the, you know, starting kindergarten is is a fresh start. And then seeing her transition just into the, she was, I think, only there for about six weeks. Uh, seeing her transition to the new school, not a problem. The older one, though, trying to slide into a new school in third grade, um, I was worried about that. It's not something that, that I ever had to do. Uh, my sister did, and we talked a little bit about it. She doesn't really remember. She feels like she has assimilated pretty well. But we had the added advantage of having the school year remote, so that all the kids were remote last mm-hmm. year. So I felt like I felt like it was less, probably less social. Mm -hmm. then it would be so that she could she could join the group nobody had seen each other you know or had seen each other outside of school for well fewer people had seen each other outside of school for a whole year so she could kind of join up but it was still it still caused me a lot of anxiety i wanted to make sure that she had a smooth transition and what my wife did is she joined some facebook groups about uh centered around the school and centered around the community There's a mother's group and and some others and what she did is met other families that were either moving to the area and starting the school in the fall or some existing families and we set up some playdates and uh, so at least they could meet a couple of kids and know some familiar faces when they first started school we also spent a lot of time at the school campus we would go up to the playground over the summer and let them, you know, play on the structure and and just kind of get used to the environment. And I think that was helpful transition too. So the first day, they know where they're going. They know what the school looks like. They know a couple of kids in their class or at least in their grade and uh, could feel more. So it wouldn't be as abrupt. And I think that transition was really helpful. One of the, the neighbors has, um, a couple of uh they have twins they're fifth graders that go to the same school and it was very sweet of them they came over and they offered to take the girls up for a tour mm. you know it wasn't they didn't really show us anything that we couldn't see just from walking right. around the campus but it was a <laughs> it was a nice gesture you know yeah. to kind of give them this more orientation and, and again i mean they so now they know a couple of fifth graders and you know they're the kids that live across the street so uh and then you know we made a big deal about it you know about how you know how brave they were and you know how proud of them how proud of uh how proud of them we were uh you know really particularly the older one just making it very clear that this is not easy to start a new school and i think she did a really good job so first day of school we took them out for ice cream after as a sort of celebration and then um that friday we used to do this you know friday takeout and movie night and uh, and that was it that was the only thing we did that weekend because you know we just wanted to give them a break that was a yeah it's a lot of new information, a lot of new relationships and a lot of So we just kind of let him take it easy for the weekend. So it was, um, I mean, so far it's been a success. We're into the second week. The, the kindergartner's just doing great. Um, the, the third grader is, is doing, she's doing really well. She's doing really well. Um, I only, I hesitate just cause there's more social dynamics, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. getting to know not only the classmates, but the other, I think there are two or three, uh, Grades, or two or three classes in that grade, um, but she, you know, Sunday night she was saying she couldn't wait to go to school on Monday, so I'm chalking that up to a success.
0: Yeah, that's a win for sure.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I like the the play dates in advance of going to school. We typically, when I get the class list and see who's in my daughter's class, I usually kind of see. This year it's a little bit different, right? Because she's in third grade, so we we have less new kids, fewer new kids coming in this year. But almost every year since pre K. Or I would reach out to new parents and just say, Hey, you know, if you want to have a play date, we're around might be great for you to meet at least one other kid. And, and almost every year, we've had at least one person take us up on it. And it's, I think it's nice for both kids. And And I remember particular in, I think it was kindergarten, the girl we invited, we had actually had enough time to see her maybe three times two or three times before school started so that by the time they went into school they were like we're best friends and the teachers were like they're inseparable and it was the first day of school and i think the teachers were kind of surprised that this new girl already had a best friend and it was because we had sort of had these play dates in advance and it, it just i think it's a smoother transition that at least you know you've got one friend and usually hopefully that friend will also be looking out for you and will invite you to play with the the sort of established friend groups. And it's just a nice, smooth way to integrate yourself into a new environment. I've been a little lax this year, just simply because there's just been so much going on. And we'll get into that uh, in a second here. But that's I'm actually planning to probably reach out for my son in particular, because this class is going to be so much larger, and there are going to be a lot of new kids. Probably start reaching out to parents, even though school is going to start here in a, a couple days. But At least reaching out to them and and also i think for him he's gone from a very small group and so the majority of kids in his class he won't know uh, and because that most of it was all done with pods and everything even if the kid was in school last year in the same grade it's very likely he doesn't even know that that child existed because of the way the pods worked out that they were so highly choreographed Ideally, there was no sort of overlap as they were moving from place to place. And so I think it'll be good for him, too, to just have some playtime, even if it's sort of like, hey, this kid is in your school and they go off and (laughs) do the parallel play where they're not really engaging with one another. Mm -hmm. It's still there's at least familiarity in the face and in a name, because that's even though he's been at the school for a year, I think there's so many changes that he might feel like he's a new kid. Most people are not going to know anybody, I think. The numbers suggest that they'll know at most five kids out of a class of, you know, like 20. So almost every kid will be on equal footing as they head into kindergarten for us this year. So I I guess I alluded a little bit to the, the, the fact that this school year, there's just so much going on. And, and I would say that I have got some anxiety coming in. And I'm just kind of wondering if you have any concerns about going into this school year, whether they're COVID related or not COVID- related, but just kind of how are you how are you feeling headed into this year?
1: There are some COVID concerns and and this, the school's protocol is uh, max mask, excuse me, masked up except for when they're eating, uh, so all school day, which is great. Um, parents wear masks with pick up and drop off, which is great. They've invested in some kind of new ventilation system. So that's supposed to be helpful. A lot of outdoor play and open doors. So all of that feels great, except I still ended up catching like some kind of rhinovirus, some kind of cold. Yeah. And it always concerns me when that happens. Cause if I can, you know, if I'm using the sanitizer and the mask and all that, and I still end up mm-hmm. catching a cold, it means that whatever I'm doing is maybe not, maybe not that, that effective. Um, so anyhow, that's, that kind of gave me some concern, but you know, until there's cases or an outbreak or whatever, I'm just going to assume that that's pretty well managed. This is a new school, new community. And so there's a whole lot of new things to learn. And, uh, you know, at the, the school where our daughters went together, there was a lot to attend to. And, uh, I feel very similar here. There's uh, you know, we got unindated with emails. We got two different classes, two different teachers two sets of rules that uh, pick up and drop off and, and all that. So it is, it felt like I was just kind of riding the the white water for a while, just, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to do the next thing. I think we're going to get through it. And now that we've been doing it for two weeks, I feel like we've kind of settled into a routine. But at that, particularly the the week before, or two weeks before, there's a lot of meetings, a lot of emails trying to figure out what we're going to do with uh, with aftercare. Uh, you know, frankly, I had some anxiety about starting school. I mean, there's a new parent group. You know, how do I? Uh, you know, I want to make want to make relationships with other parents that can then facilitate relationships with my daughters, or I also want to meet the kids that my my daughters are having relationships with, and and start to get to know the parents. And that's, you know, that's not that that's really a big deal, but uh, but it's a new social community for me as well. Um, there's also been just a lot of you know, my concerns primarily around the third graders starting a new school and trying to fit in with that group. And it just means that I've got to be more patient, uh, be much more attentive to sort of the unspoken, or the nonverbal cues that I'm getting, you know, we've had a couple afternoons where uh, we had some behavioral problems, uh, not problems, but some some difficult behavior, or stubborn behavior that, you know, I just I frankly, it wasn't hard to find the patience for because you know, she's going through a lot during the day. So, you know, if she's acting out a little bit in the afternoon, I can be much more patient and, you know, try to react with, uh, with love and kindness and, and, and help her feel you know more secure in that way. So, um, other than that, it's just the usual, you know, we had to get the office, excuse me, the school supplies and uh, a long list of things. And, you know, sometimes Amazon didn't deliver on time. Do we have to go to target and so on and so forth. And, but, um, but I feel like, you know, again, two weeks into it, I feel like we're through that that rough work where you're into it right now. You're in that, that time right now, <laughs> yes. right? Because your, your school is starting pretty soon. So I'm feeling much more relaxed, but in reflecting on that, it was it was a lot to kind of get up to speed.
0: Yeah, I, I hope that I can be over this in a couple of weeks. I, mean, I would say that I as I was just kind of thinking about the fact that school's starting up here. I just had this moment today where I'm like, I am completely overwhelmed by everything that's happening whether that's COVID or, you know, anything, and then plus the school stuff. And I am I'm starting to realize that I am anxious about the return to school. And I, I think that really what it is, is it's sort of this return to as much as a sort of pre-pandemic normalcy that there has mm-hmm. been so far, at least for me, because even prior to Delta, you know, the kids weren't vaccinated yet and i I wasn't even once i had my vaccine i wasn't like yay we're free let's go travel because that's what we're all really trying to do so there was still this sense of okay we're not we're not quite there yet and so there were still things that let you know that covid's still around and then of course delta hits and but you know really i think what it comes down to is just the switch has just i mean it, it is a light switch we've gone from covid and sheltering and all to bam the light switch is on and now we're worried about after school activities and the last time the kids were in school my schedule was a lot more flexible and so i could pick kids up in the middle of the day and and in years prior i could volunteer in the classroom and take half a day off and go on the field trips and take pictures of all the kids and these are the things that i enjoy doing and while it looks like we'll be able to do those again, because of the protocols and everything, that will my schedule, will my work schedule be able to allow me to do the kinds of things that I've enjoyed doing with the kids so far? And you know, we were talking about this earlier, right, that yes, there is aftercare that's back again, but I feel, I mean, they haven't even gone to aftercare yet, and I already feel guilty about thinking that they have to go to aftercare. <laughs> And I know that at least the younger kids, they're all whenever you pick them up, they're always like, "Oh, can I stay longer? Can I stay longer?" So, for all I know, he's going to want to stay until six o'clock, when after you know, when aftercare is closed, as long as he's got friends there, right? But I there's sort of this this piece in me that feels guilty about just thinking that all right, class is done at whatever three fifteen, and he's going to be at school until five o'clock until somebody can pick him up, and we're still trying to figure out. The schedules but my daughter has gone from a, a couple virtual after school activities to she's going back to being scheduled five days a week and that's kind of stressful and and now that our son is older he's gonna have two activities himself so fridays and saturdays and so just all of these things are compounding and, and as you point out to the sort of the all of the communications that come in between the after school programs and then the school form sign up for this. Here's your teacher. I was just talking to another parent yesterday and I said, So we're starting school next week. We're recording on Thursday here. So school starts in like what, four or five days. And I'm like, Do you actually know what time school begins and ends? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally don't know. And she said, no, I don't know. They're supposed to send out an email today. So we got an email, I think, one week before school started about when, you know, pick up and drop off. And, and that's probably okay for some people, but I am a planner. You know, the minute I get the after school program comes out, I, I throw it into the calendar for the entire year. So I'm kind of one of those planner people. So just not know, I know roughly school is going to be between 8 and 830, but not knowing exactly when it's going to start just stresses me out so i think there's that level of stuff and then on top of it is we are sort of again reintegrating to the world we're gonna have some friends over on saturday which is absolutely stressing me out and it's mostly as we've talked about i've realized fairly late in life that i am an introvert and i would really like (laughs) i'd really like some alone time and certainly because the kids have been at home all this time during summer there's there's very little time and one thing that I've, I've recently noticed, and it's, it surprised me that throughout all of these podcasts that we've had, and, and in particular, there's a podcast that we have about the, our greatest challenges as dads. And for me, that's always finding free time. The thing that I've just noticed after a number of years is that also part of that free time is that, at least for me, I can be doing something and the kids will constantly be talking to you as you're trying to work. Mm-hmm. and I, I never really realized that to like I just need to get this thing done or they will see me on a video call and they'll be talking to me and I have earphones on and I'm like <laughs> pointing to the earphones I'm like yeah I'm on this call not only am I on the call but sometimes I'm running the call and they, they just don't get it so you know they're just all of these things are I think piling up to a point where it just feels very overwhelming to go back to school and I suppose One of the advantages is that they will be back at school and that work will be work. And so that I will have now some time between whatever, 830 and whenever I pick them up, that will just be time to concentrate on work or on other things. And, And that probably will help. But I think there, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of anxiety about this return. And certainly there's the Delta stuff that's going on too. I think for me, I am worried about it although we do live in a place where the case counts are pretty low. Things are still under control so far. So that feels good. But as all of this kids go back to school, we'll kind of have to see how that starts to work out. Cause where I am school for most people starts next week. So we'll really get a sense of the the protocols for schools and how it's working and community spreads and all that, how it spreads within the community and all those things. So, yeah, there's just there's just so much going on, and there's there's always the standard beginning of the year stress, but this is certainly times three, times four, times five for a lot of people. And I think it's probably rare the parent that is not stressed, and if you're not stressed, good for you. Uh, I would love to be in your position. And, and it sounds like hopefully that in a couple of weeks I might be there. And so maybe it's just a function of getting through this first hump getting through that first kind of couple of days where we get back into a rhythm. Oh yeah. I remember this is how it used to be. And that we'll all kind of settle in. And, and, and like I said, I am curious to see how the kids are going to react once they're back in school. I mean, so far they seem to be excited, but you know, I'll know the first day I wake them up if they are actually excited or not having the new Octonauts lunchbox I think our son certainly is is can't wait to get back to school and show that thing off, but we'll see. And so probably until we get through that first week, like you have been, I think that's probably when I can start letting our guard down.
1: Yeah, I'll encourage you just with that. You know, being on the other side of first uh, first day of school in the first couple of weeks, and you know, the big thing about parenting is kids love stretch. Uh, loves uh, excuse me, kids love structure, and uh, so do I. <laughs> yeah having the rhythm and the the pickup and the drop-off and knowing that there's a a block of time during the day when you know i can do the things that i need to do and you know take care of my work make my phone calls etc uh because otherwise like you i mean particularly early on in uh, you know maybe about two years ago and my daughters are a little bit younger spending all day with them was exhausting because i couldn't even put two thoughts together it was always you know there's just hey, dad, look at this. Hey, dad, look at this. Can you open my ju- juice box or yeah. whatever it is? Just it's 100% attention all day long. So to have that, to know that they are occupied and, and are with their peers and have a sort of structured environment that's stimulating to them, I think that's very, it's good for everybody. I think it's good for everybody. And, you know, we've got the aftercare program too. And I remember when the younger one was in uh, was in the pre-K. And I remember, you know, when I drop her off, I would, I'd feel guilty think, she's gonna spend eight days, excuse me, I'd feel guilty because she'd be, she was gonna spend eight hours with strangers. You know, they weren't strangers, but they they weren't family. And I remember thinking like, how come, it just felt weird, it just felt weird that I was, I was uh, sending my kids somewhere else. But having, now that they're a little bit older, I'm really excited about the aftercare program because it is those things. It's structured activities, they get to be with their friends because they get to spend time with me uh, you know, all afternoon. And it just, I've run out of ways to entertain them. And uh, so I've, I'm glad that they're going to be in a program that's that's more more structured. And, you know, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm going to split the difference and they're going to go to aftercare for a while. And I think I'll pick them up at four o'clock. So maybe they will be in aftercare for an hour. And then, you know, we get home and have an hour in the afternoon to, to stay together as a family.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, this is one of those unnecessary stresses that we put on ourselves because. I can't imagine anyone grows up saying, "You know what? My life is screwed up because I went to aftercare." <laughs> no one's no no one's saying that, and so we just sort of put these these points of stress on ourselves that are not necessarily couched in any legitimate evidence that it's it's bad for the kids. It's just our own guilt. Well, so you know, we some to... of
1: my fondest memories from kid uh, from childhood are aftercare,
0: right. Because it is unstructured playtime with your friends. Right. And also, depending on the aftercare programs too, it's unstructured playtime with kids that are older or younger than your child. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think is good for them to have those experiences, get to know kids. Also, as they're just growing up, it's, it's good to have older kids that you, especially for, I think, the older child, to have an older friend that they're friends with, that they be with. I, I remember when my daughter was in daycare there was an older sibling and whenever she stopped by so you know my daughter was like three and whenever this older girl this five-year-old came in she was like the coolest kid ever and we sort of kept a relationship with the family and she still is sort of you know that older sister figure to our my daughter who is the oldest child in this family so I, I think that dynamic is nice to have some older friends because her cousin also her cousin is significantly older than her so it's not quite the same relationship and then he also we don't see him very often because he lives abroad so i think having those opportunities to make friends with older kids or even younger kids too sometimes is is good for them anyway so i think we look at the aftercare on a more logical basis we hopefully would not stress as much that being said i am still stressed about it but you know maybe in a week i'll be like this is the greatest thing ever let's push it till closing time. We'll just pick them up at six o'clock. So for those of you that are experiencing some anxiety like I am, we did find some research about how to cope with it. And and here are a few things that we found from Stanford Health. So I think first of all, the things are, let's look at what your child might be experiencing and, and some of the signs that they are experiencing anxiety with the youngest kids in particular, they're a little bit more obvious right so the sort of tearful mornings you know don't want to go to school crying and those kinds of things clingy behavior at drop-off we certainly had a little bit of that the kids were in lower school or uh pre-k-3 pre-k-4 and uh one that i hadn't thought about was milestone regression like body training they all of a sudden are having accidents and things like that so those are signs of Potential anxiety in the the sort of the youngest ones. For the older kids, like our oldest ones, we're looking at things more like oppositional behavior and then physical uh, ailments like stomach aches or headaches. So if you notice any of those things, according to Stanford Health, some of the things to start doing will be to just start talking about the back to school and the process, particularly sort of listening to your child, really paying attention to them, even if they're concerns are insane cuz you know these are kids right so sometimes their concerns are not couched in any sort of logic but take the time to listen to them and let them know that you are listening to them and maybe talk about the fun parts of going back to school that you get to see your friends again you're going to get to play with them those kinds of things and and one of the other things i said was just like you guys did is walk to school drive by the school start sort of setting up that behavior where they're getting used to that environment again other uh, activities they suggest are practicing just that sort of saying goodbye and leaving the house and then getting back into the school year routine which as we know and as we've said is easier said than done it's always something that you plan for but i think rarely ever gets executed sounds like a good plan it can be difficult to make that transition that being said if your child is still anxious Again, you do want to reinforce the fact that you are listening to them regardless of how logical their concerns may or may not be, and then work with them to try and find a plan to address the issue. And in some cases, you as the parent might not be the the response. It could be, hey, you know what, let's see if maybe your best friend if we can have them walk if we if you guys can walk to school together i'll drop you off at their house and you guys can walk to school together or maybe carpool so it might always might not always be that you as the parent are the solution there might be other people that you would want to get involved in figuring out what the plan of action is and then don't forget to ask for help from their teacher certainly that was something that i've done in the past with my son when he was having some struggles and look their teachers know this happens every year. This year, again, is obviously a little bit different than normal, but every year, the transition back to school and in those those transition grades in particular, like the kindergartens and the first grades and the new schools, teachers are used to that and they have coping mechanisms. It's not their first rodeo. Rely on the things that that they have done that have worked for their kids. And then lastly, certainly for the adults, and this is the piece that I kind of need to think about is to remember that we are the biggest model for the kids. And if they see us anxious, that's going to raise their anxiety, which is going to raise our anxiety, which is now turning us all in this sort of vicious cycle. And they're going to take their cues from you. And And that doesn't mean that you have to, if you're anxious, it doesn't mean that you have to hide those feelings. You absolutely can discuss that, but just be mindful about how those emotions spill out. So anxiousness can certainly manifest in being short-tempered or just kind of be more argumentative, those kinds of things. And and just be conscious of if you are noticing that you have a bit of a shorter fuse, it might be anxiety. Actually, just this evening, I noticed that I was kind of getting a little bit annoyed at the kids. And so I actually uh, ate the first half of my meal in a different room because I'm like, I'm going to snap. And so that just gave me five or 10 minutes to kind of have a little bit of my meal and then i went back and everything was fine so take whatever time that you need to sort of process that you know don't forget the self-care and all of this because it, again if you are anxious that's not going to help anybody else and so you know as you think about those self-care activities think about the activities that that you can do to help mitigate that anxiety and take the alone time if you need it, you know if you need to go for a walk, go for a walk and and if it helps to take your child on the walk for their anxiety too certainly bring the child around the block for a walk or even do it every hour if you need to. you know one of the ways that I blow off some steam is I actually have an under desk bike, and I use that for every meeting, and I get you know maybe two two and a half hours in sometimes on the bike, and that just it makes me feel better so Really don't forget that self-care because if you can't take care of yourself and your own anxiety, it's going to be really, really hard to take care of your child. So don't forget that you need to think about yourself as well. We hope you found today's episode informative. If you'd like to support the podcast and hear more discussions around fatherhood, please subscribe and drop us a review. If you have any questions, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash papayfatigue. It's P-A-P-A-E-S-T-F-A-T-I-G-U-E.